Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic, invest when you have the money. Thanks, Dallas. So, um, our position is that when you have the money, if it's for investment purposes, you should invest it then. That that day, that very day. That very day. Yeah. Do not delay. As um, the great Nick Murray says, when when should I invest this money that I you know want for my retirement? By nightfall is his answer. Any time before <laughs> nightfall. <laughs> so uh, it's it's come up a couple of times recently, and and, and an example um, having a discussion with with someone the other day, and uh, in the in the planning phase, we worked out they had a sum of two hundred thousand dollars of cash, and we worked out that. They really wanted to keep a hundred thousand dollars of of fallback money, um, so that money would stay in cash. And um, we'd identified that the other hundred thousand dollars was to be put towards their their uh, accumulation for their retirement, i.e., it was to be invested yeah. Yeah. into their superannuation fund. And they said, "Okay, well, why don't what, why don't we dollar cost average this in? Yeah. And and what they're referring to is is you know um, is right. trickling that money in as opposed to putting the whole yeah a hundred thousand a little bit in now and then a little bit in a month or six months or twelve months and then another bit after that and so on until it's gone. Yeah, and 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 um, yeah, when when probed a little bit further as to the reasons why uh, they had a hard look, they had a hard time verbalizing mm. why. But um, what 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 came out of it was you know what if the markets fall and yeah. I said yeah what if they what if they do fall yeah. um, what if what if they go up yeah <laughs> yeah you know, like there's there's yeah. there's a, there's a two way street here and I'll get to my point in a minute but 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 basically um, they saw they saw that the only risk to them by by trickling that money in as opposed to deploying all of it yeah. at the same time. And remember, we've already got our fallback money over yes, here of a hundred thousand dollars. We're not yeah. talking about we're yep. talking about money that had been identified for ready to invest for for planning related, yep. long term future harvesting purposes. Um, uh, they they uh, they their opinion was that they should trickle that money in to avoid to avoid what they thought was a risk of. Investing a sum of money now and watching the markets fall, yep. um, almost immediately. Um, that's a that's a two way risk. Yep. Uh, our position is dollar cost averaging is market timing by another name, and we 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 don't advocate timing the markets. I think people get confused sometimes because um, they think that we recommend dollar cost averaging because most of our clients get paid fortnightly and, and we say put money in fortnightly. put money in every fortnight mm. and people mistakenly see that as dollar cost averaging yeah it's not dollar cost averaging it, it's it, just that that was the first time they yeah. had the money it, it's 26 separate investments throughout the year you, you yes. get paid on that day that's when you have the money available to invest you invest that money then a fortnight later you get paid on that day 
you invest the money. You invest then. the money then. It's not you don't have a lump sum of money that you are trickling out of every every fortnight. It's just that as that money becomes available, that's immediately when you when you go and invest it. And if they're investing a thousand dollars a fortnight, had their employer paid them all at once yep. for the whole year, um, our advice would be on the first of January when you get your you'd, whole you'd year's paycheck. worth of salary. Yeah. We want you to put twenty six thousand dollars in because you've got the be, money there. Would be quit your job and run away and go and get a job somewhere else <laughs> and keep the money. No, I wouldn't. Say uh, that. But but it's it sort of it, it. It again. I mean, we we did a long podcast just recently on uh, my thoughts that people were still really really fearful yeah. about the markets falling. Yeah. And yeah. and it, 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 it of course um, people are and people are um, the. The uh, no one can predict what's going to happen in the next twelve months, no. or the next two years, or the next three years, uh, or necessarily even the next five years. Now, um, with historical perspective, we we know that looking forward um, over the next twenty years, right now is likely to be one of the lowest points in time that you can actually invest looking forward yeah looking backwards it's the highest yeah. it's ever been yeah but there's 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 every year on average that's the case yeah throughout history so yes. so so what you're buying if you delay buying until next year or the year after when you had the money now you are missing out on the profits yeah. of the great quality companies yeah. that you can invest into, you're missing out on those profits. Um, well, well you're now you're you're making a bet, and this is the the point I think you're making is that people tend to do this when they don't want to make a decision. So they go, "I've got a hundred thousand dollars. Should I invest it?" And 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 I guess the way that we treat it is that it's it's functional. It's an irrelevant question. Should should I invest the money? Yes, because it's part of my plan. Okay, well then just invest the money. Don't don't mm. then think about. Well, will the prices be higher or lower in a month, or in one month, or six months, or twelve months? And I think what happens is, if people if people dribble the money in, they feel like they're not making a decision or they're not making a a, a bet, and mm. and you are, you're just taking the other side of the trade, which is that if if I put the money in now, I'm just putting the money in, going okay. Well, on average, prices rise over the long term. Therefore, uh, if I've got the money available now, I should just invest it now and forget about the price. If you go, I'm going to hold some of that back and I'm only going to put it in every month or every week or every six months or 12 months or whatever, mm-hmm. you're essentially, whether you mean to or not, you are making a, a bet or a prediction or something that prices will be lower at the time when you do go to invest that. So you know, in that case, yeah. where you've got $100,000. If you go, right, I'm going to invest 50000 this year and then 50000 a year for the next, for the next you know, three years. You are you are essentially making a bet with that last fifty thousand that you that you put in. You you are betting. You're almost hoping that prices are lower in three mm. years time than what they are now. Mm. And and I think that's this is uh, your point. You touched on some of the numbers here about you can make that bet, but but you you don't have the you don't have the odds on your side at all. No, well, well when we get to odds, um, it, the odds of of the great quality companies of Australia and the world being higher over a twelve-month period than they are of being lower is something like seventy-five percent, if I'm not if yeah, I'm not so, mistaken. So three, year, say, three years out of four prices will be higher, and one year out of four they'll be they'll be lower. 
Yeah, so I mean, if that's the only data that you had, mm. if you were forced to make a decision and recognize it's a decision, so mm. delaying investing is, it a, is a decision, yeah. you might think, no, I haven't made the decision to invest yet. You, you have still made a decision. The decision has been to, to delay that yep. um, in the hope that you yep. will um, yeah, see some sort of drop or something like that and you can buy for, for lower prices, I think, is the, yep. the thought process. The odds are stacked against you in doing that. So, so you wake up, you take the 1st of January and you take the 31st of December. Three, three out of every four times, the price, historically looking back, the price of the good quality companies in Australia and the world with dividends reinvested um, is, is going to be higher mm. on the 31st of December than it is yep. on the on the on the uh, 1st of January. So, yep. um, if you're if you're looking at, I mean, all, all we know is statistics. All yes. we know is statistics. Yep. And and if if I'm looking at that, and I'm forced into a decision, which I am. If people say to me, um, uh, yeah, uh, what's a betting? What's a uh, pick? Pick two cards. Yeah. Pick. pick yeah. Uh, there's a card on the left here, the card on the right here. Yeah. So yeah. Um, pick two cards. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a great analogy. If you pick, you got to pick a card off a deck, mm. and there's a one in four chance that it's clubs. And then there's a three and four chance it's not clubs. Mm. So you have to make a bet. Do you bet on clubs or not clubs? Every day yeah. of the week, you would bet on not clubs. Yes, you know, absolutely. There's, there's three and four chance I'm going to be right. I have yep. to make a choice. Yep. Clubs or not clubs, I'm going to pick not clubs. Yep. Now, now I think, and this is, I think, the point that you're touching on here is no one's saying that there's no chance that clubs is going to come up. No. Because there's still a one in four chance that can happen. And that's, that's I think, the, the, the bit about this is that... Um, my latest little fascination thing that I'm ticking over in my uh, in my in my brain is the concept that so many of our financial decisions are not necessarily just about how to optimize for for financial outcomes. The big thing that I think we all try and do is avoid feeling silly. Mm. And so I think what happens is with this, this is a case study of people's fear is not necessarily. I don't think their fear is I'll invest $100,000 and then it will drop by, you know, it'll drop by 10% temporarily and then it'll go, you know, it'll be it'll be double that figure in 10 years' time because intellectually we kind of go, I don't, I don't really care. Like I know that doesn't really mm. impact my... What we're really fearful of is that that feeling silly. So I'm going to invest this money. I've painstakingly saved it over a long time or I've got it from the sale of something that, I, you know, I've got, I've got that money here. I'll invest it now. And then in a month's time, it'll it'll be worth less, and I'll and I'll feel dumb. And that, that's the I think the dangerous thing there is that it feels as though if I do that and and that balance has dropped, I've made the wrong decision, and I've and I've been I've done something silly, or I've, I've made the wrong decision. And I think that's yeah that that card analogy is perfect because you get, you wouldn't if if you if you picked not clubs and then you picked the card and it was clubs, you wouldn't go oh I'm an idiot. I should have picked clubs. You no. just go, oh, geez, that's that's unlucky. That's, that's unlucky, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then you'd, you'd sort of move on. Yeah, look, I think you're onto something there, Dallas. I, th- I, um, I, I think that 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 is more than likely right. People want to avoid looking silly. They they can well, they can yeah they, they they can they can intellectually understand that yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, because uh, yeah. we can we can Sense present yeah. a data set. Yeah, and the data suggests time and time again that yeah. it it's 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 Length of time being yep. invested, not yep. timing well, of when you invest, that yep. makes all the difference. So, 
There was a there was a podcast that we did where we looked at um, the likely. I think it was called the likely, likely returns, returns over the next thirty years. The next and, 30 years. Yeah. and we actually looked at the data. Yeah, it's basically and, within um, half a percent. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. And every year that you delayed, yep. uh, like even when the price was going back, so we, yep. we thought, okay, well you've 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 managed to time you've managed market. to time it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but you'd missed out on a years worth of returns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And 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 yeah. and it made virtually no difference. Yeah. Over a, over a you know a, a plus twenty year time frame. So, so the um the other thing that the other thing that I've seen dollar cost averaging do to people is it is it drives them absolutely crazy because <laughs> you um, have to look at the price all the time. You, you don't have you, to, but you, you, you look at the price all the you're time. You're inherently looking at the price all the time. Yeah. So, um, I, and look, the way to go into dollar cost averaging. Um, not that we are saying going yeah, into it, but, but they always say you have to have a rule of thumb. Yeah. So you say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put in ten thousand dollars a month for yeah. ten months, yeah. and I'm going to do it on the first of the month. Yeah. Um, and then you take out the human error element. Then, um, however, what I've seen mm. in practice is as people do that. They're actually they're driving themselves crazy by looking at the price, and is yeah. the price going to be the lowest it could be on the first? Yeah, yeah. And oh, the price was actually lower on the on the twenty eighth yeah. of the month before. And if yeah. we'd only put the money in then, yeah. it's it's gone up again on the first. So and they're actually driving themselves cr- crazy for the best part of a year. Yeah. Whereas, um, by and large, if you invest the money now and, and you forget about it, yeah. now it may Murphy's law uh, <laughs> may see you know the price, price drop ten percent. Uh, over the over the, the you know the month after you've actually done that, um, hey, that's another statistic. On average, the price will drop somewhere around the fourteen percent, fifteen percent mark every twelve months. Every so year, yeah. some stages during yep. a calendar year, yep, the price of the great quality companies of Australia and the world, on average, yep. will decline by um, by fourteen, fifteen percent. Some stage during that period of time. And still, three quarters of the time will finish up higher yes. than it than it even, started, even with even that. with that drop. So, so um, it's just something that it, it ends up driving people crazy. And I think the the other the follow up to that is where we've seen people try and do this is that if if you're if you can't get comfortable with the idea of so you got the hundred thousand dollars, you can either invest it in a lump sum or you can put it in ten thousand dollars in the first of every month. If you can't get comfortable with the idea that that price is is likely to drop at some stage throughout that year. If you can't get comfortable with that enough to invest that lump sum, and so you say, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna invest the ten thousand dollars in the first every month," what does also tend to happen there is that you you can't stick to the plan because mm. you, you invest your ten thousand dollars for the first three months, you put thirty thousand in, yeah, then prices drop by twenty percent or fifteen percent or ten percent, and and you get scared, and you don't invest your ten thousand dollars next month. Mm. So, so even even if even if what you thought, even if what you were most worried about does come to fruition, and you know, two months after I've invested my first lot of money, prices have dropped by twenty percent. The whole point of the intellectual argument for dollar cost averaging is, is, if that happens, then I get to buy some some of mm. the, those shares at a lower price. People don't actually don't follow through, and they don't stick to that because no. They're now paying attention to that short-term movement. They've they've put thirty thousand dollars of their hard-earned in, and now they've watched it drop to twenty-six thousand, and they go, "Well, why would I put more money into this thing? I've just watched. Mm. Why don't I just stop and wait for it to stop going down, and then I'll and then I'll and then you really are time in the market." So, I think that that's a a, a great um, 
great that like the three parts of that, like we said, is we we don't we don't recommend dollar cost averaging because historically and and probabilistically it just doesn't make any sense. And and <laughs> even if even if it if it did make sense or if it um, didn't put you in a worse position, it'd be painful because you then end up watching the markets every month. Yep. And then thirdly, even if everything does play out as you sort of most feared or most worried about and prices do drop, you're probably not going to stick to the plan and you're not going to invest the money when you said you were going to invest it anyway. So there's just no... You're basically... Yeah, you're you're taking on a burden that you didn't need to take on and torturing yourself over the course of 10 months for something that not only is it... Not only is it not useful, but it's not relevant or it's not important. It's not relevant, it's not important. And here's the really liberating rule of thumb to, to work by. Yeah. When you have money for investment purposes available to you, yeah. invest it then. Yeah. Um, Any time between now and nightfall, <laughs> as you said, yeah. Dallas before, the yeah. great Nick Murray yeah. uh, would advocate doing that. Yeah. Um, when you need that money back, take it out that's when you take it back. Yeah. You withdraw yeah. uh, when you need it. You invest when you have it yeah. and you withdraw when you need it. Now, are you going to get your decisions right all of the time? Yeah. Um, no, you're not. Yeah. But uh, but certainly but certainly uh, by 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 statistically yep. um, that's a very very good uh, investment rule of thumb yep. to be able to follow. Yeah, I think that's that probably covers off off on that. And just to just to clarify, I guess a little bit on that withdrawal when you need it. This is one that we see all the time where people people get the invest when you have the money. So every fortnight you get paid, you invest the money. When we approach retirement, I've said this before, like. It's it's like going up an escalator and seeing the seeing the edge coming up, and people sort of it becomes this big scary thing. When we're talking about withdrawal when you need it, in the first year, if if you've saved up two million dollars and you want to spend a hundred thousand dollars a year in retirement, in your first year of retirement, you don't need two million dollars. You need you need a hundred thousand dollars. So you don't get to age sixty four and a half and plan to retire at sixty five and go, I'm gonna I'm gonna put all my money in cash because that's essentially what you're what you are doing then is is mm-hmm is you're withdrawing far more than what you need at that moment in time. So mm-hmm. we won't get into the details of, you know, a, a drawdown strategy and the rest of it, but that's that's part two of what you're saying is simple rules of thumb uh, are, are useful, I think, not just because probabilistically it puts you in a better financial position, but it's liberating from the point of view of there is no there is no right answer. It's not like if you paid more attention to the markets, you'd be able to know when to invest and when to when to withdraw your money in retirement. There is no way to know that. So just take all the energy and all the all the time that you were going to spend worrying about that, and and go and do something more fun or more useful or more something with that time. Absolutely, and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over Fifty podcast with Money Over Fifty Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.